BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is the Bulls Talk Podcast presented by Coors Light. I'm Jason Goff, and I'm joined by my teammates, Kendall Gill and Layla Rahimi. Born in the Rockies, Coors Light is lagered cold for a crisp, clean taste. Filtered cold to ensure clarity and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve the world's most refreshing beer. Coming up on the show, we'll discuss everything that everyone's discussing. How COVID-19 is affecting not only the NBA, but us and also the Olympics. And if there's an overlap between the NBA season and the Olympics, how that will be managed. Kendall's got some great stories for you, like the recruiting trip that had Shaquille O'Neal on it. And also what you young hoopers need to be doing out there, what we all need to be doing out there in our revised exercise plans. Welcome to Bulls Talk Podcast. I'm Jason Goff, and I'm joined by the wonderful Layla Rahimi and the, the even more outstanding Kendall Gill. I haven't seen or talked to you guys in a while, so it's good to hear and talk to you guys And uh, amidst all the, uh, the news and the information that we're getting. There's still some NBA chatter going about and how coronavirus or COVID-19 is affecting the NBA. But before we get off into that, I know a lot of podcast people, for all the people who have been tweeting me and texting me on the side and asking me, how's Kendall? How's everybody you're working with? Well, this is Kendall's <laughs> chance to tell everybody how he's doing. Kendall, uh, we'll start with you and we'll go to Layla and just have this conversation. I go wherever it needs to go. But how are you doing? How are you coping? What are you? What are your coping mechanisms? I've seen you out there still getting your social distancing jogs on every once in a while. But how yeah. are you right now? People want to know. I'm actually doing great, man. Um, you know, this has allowed me. Um, you know, if there is any silver lining in this, it has allowed me to to work out more consistently and. You know, have my boys work out more consistently, spend more time uh, with my family. Uh, my wife has also been quarantined as well. So, uh, you know, I get to spend more time with her, sometimes reluctantly, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she feels the same way. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, you know, everything is okay. I got I got a 60-40 uh, sprint club where, you know, we do practice social distancing. So. Uh-huh. We go out to the football field every morning and, and run our sprints. And it's a guy that's comprised of between 40 and our oldest guy is like 62, 63. You so, you know, but we, we still uh, get it in every day. And uh, we're waiting for you to come out there, Jason. And you too, <laughs> Layla. So, if you can handle a three-year-old out there with you. You're <laughs> If you guys are okay with really slow sprints, I'm in. Right. Hey, don't worry. I think you can beat the 60-year-old. As a matter of fact, I want you to come out there so you can embarrass him. No. Well, the problem is I got to get transportation, but we'll figure this out. Right, right. Typical city dweller mess. 
Uh, I was laughing because all of the challenges, I immediately thought of you on Instagram because you always like to post your workout routines on Instagram. And yeah. everybody's making the prison fit joke because we're all being made to do push-ups now. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, but honestly, you don't need anything else. Push-ups, pull-ups, and dips are all you really need. And, uh, you know, I do this thing called combat conditioning. And I, and I actually might invite people to, to do it with me on a live workout one day. So I'm going to tag you guys. Yeah, I'm in. And uh, it's, it's, it all, all, all it takes is like 25 minutes to a half hour. But believe me, you are fully worked out and when you get done. I believe you. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's one of the biggest, I think, that's one of my favorite things to watch as far as content is concerned right now is seeing yeah. how athletes are training on Instagram, how you train. Uh, mm. If you work out and you're jumping around everything, yeah. the downstairs neighbors are not going to be happy with you. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, Layla, because you uh, being around all these teams uh, throughout your career and all these players throughout your career and athletes and, and getting the scoop and understanding what the story is. And Kendall, you being a former athlete, uh, I, I was wondering this the other day, how this will change um, the athlete and uh, media type relationship, if at all, because Joel Embiid, what he did with Ramona Shelburne and um, giving the uh, $500,000 uh, donation to the 76ers employees who were told shortly before that, that their pay was going to get uh, cut, if not completely stopped after a certain amount of time. And the 76ers ownership took a hit and Joel Embiid came out and said, no, nah, we can't do that. And he went right to Ramona Shelbourne to, to report the story to say, hey, get this out there. This is what we need to be doing. And kind of putting a little heat on his ownership group as well. I was wondering, the, the, with the Players' Tribune and all these other things that we have now, the way the players have their own voice, it seems like the media and the athletes have gone into, in, a, in, a, in a direction where one feels like it doesn't need the other and it's kind of a contentious relationship. But in this time where we're all battling the same thing and we're all going up against the same op, you know, opposition and the same foe, Layla, I'm gonna start with you. Do you think that when we get on the other side of this, cause we will get on the other side of this, do you think that there will be a uh, togetherness, maybe even for a short amount of time that we haven't seen when it comes to the people that are in our industry? I think we will get on the other side of this. You're right. I think that's something that we need to remember. For sure. Uh, and, and what we're doing right now is for the greater good. And I know we all keep saying it, but that's because we got to keep believing it. You know, it, it is it is the truth. And I appreciate everybody who's doing their part. I think seeing the players care so much, it, it really sheds them in a different light than maybe what you thought you would have seen. Because when you think about how typical sports fans who are not geeks like us, who don't consume everything, they're going to remember those moments, I think, at the top when they think of players and what the acts that they did. Zion Williamson, re relatively speaking to the rest of the NBA, gave until it hurt. And to see him come out as a rookie, when you hear all these questions about what was he doing to stay humble, there's your proof. Like, I thought he was pretty humble anyway and down to earth, given everything going on in his life. But to see that happen and him come out, in New Orleans and do what he did, and then Joel Embiid do what he did. These guys are doing the right thing. And I, you know, I think it, that's going to make a big, big difference moving forward. I, I believe that we're going to see a lot of gratitude just at sporting events, yeah, being able to say hi to people, being able to like even dap right now. You can't be doing that. Being within six feet of somebody, 
I think we're all going to be a little more appreciative of that. And, you know, the problems that we have, let's face it, in the, in the grand scheme of things, they're small. Me joking about working out my downstairs neighbors, like, <laughs> that's, you know, I, I care about them. I don't want them to be mad at me. But you know what I'm saying? Like, all of this is very small in comparison to what's going on right now. I hope, I hope people do appreciate that. I know I certainly will not take any of that for granted. Kendall, yeah, do you think there's going to be a togetherness after we get on the other side of this between, uh, you know, the usual combatants? Because, you know, when Jim Boyler comes out there, he's ready to talk to the simple media. And, you know, it's usually, you know, questions about the game last night. And those things will continue. But in this, in this um, situation that we found ourselves in with a common enemy, it seems like we're seeing these, like, like Layla said, these gestures of gratitude and appreciation and, and oneness like we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, and it's something, you know, and, and sometimes you have to be a part of a team to know this, but, you know, when you go through battle uh, or a war with someone and you come out on the other side together, you always form a bond. And I think that, as you just mentioned, we have a common enemy in the coronavirus. And if once we all survive this and come out on the other end, I think you're going to see even more unity than you saw before. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think what uh, Joel did, Zion did, were, were, were great things, great gestures. Yes, it does put uh, the onus on ownership, so to speak. But yeah. they, those employees will remember that for the rest of their lives, you know, uh, seeing how those guys stepped up in a time of need. Because, <clears throat> you know, when – and, and we see them all the time because we work at the at the United Center. You know the the, the people at the bars that are working, the people behind yeah. the concession stands, the the uh, ushers, the security, all those guys. I mean, the spigot. You mean you just cut everything off? You know this this virus has cut their way of life off. So you know when a guy steps up like that, those guys did. It's going to be remembered forever. I think the last time all three of us talked was the day after the NBA had decided yep. to suspend the season. Yeah. And uh, we talked about Rudy Gobert. And this is also a time, I think, to, to show how sorry you are. And I really – I said at the time I thought he should be fine. Well, mm. he, he did something much better than any of that could have possibly done in donating to Utah. And I thought the way he showed his, his apology and his um, sorrow for what he had done was really heartfelt, too. Yeah. And also, you know, the people like myself and I, I, I stopped doing it after the first day because I realized it was just putting way too much unnecessary pressure. Uh, but, you know, calling him patient zero, like he was the first patient that we knew about in the NBA. But that doesn't mean he was the first person to contract the coronavirus. Right. So um, all the things that, that were I think about how long that ago that feels. Oh, think I think about, about that a lot. Yeah, like it's only been a few weeks and it feels like so long ago uh, and, and time moves on and, and things are postponed. Uh, and, and speaking of um, the IOC right now dealing with what they have to deal with with the Olympics and Ken, I want to start with you here and then we'll get to you, Layla. But the IOC and the Olympic postponement. Now we have an issue where there might be a conflict because, like we said, this, we're going to get on the other side of this thing. We've been talking about that. We want to keep everybody's spirits as high as possible. But when we do get on the other side of this thing and if the NBA season is delayed, the Olympics and the IOC don't really care about the NBA. they got to go ahead with you know, their billions of dollars that they have invested. 
there might be an issue with where the NBA season is, if there's an NBA season, if it might be going on during the Summer Olympics or during the Olympic postponed, I should say the 2021 now Olympics, that, that it might be postponed to them. Do you think there will be an issue for NBA owners and players having to, to tread that, 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 do that fine, you know, fine, uh, high wire uh, walking act where you have to figure out your commitment to Jerry Colangelo and the IOC as opposed to your commitment to your team that is paying you dollars and cents? Um, because this, this, there's a very real pro- uh, possibility that this may happen. I talked to Brian Windhorst about it on my ESPN show the other night, and he was like, this, this is a real thing that NBA players might be put to the test of, okay, you want to play for your country, you've been saying it all, all along, and all of a sudden the NBA season is postponed as well. Uh, do you think that, Kendall, you think, one, this may be an issue, and two, you think we might have to go back to grabbing college guys or fringe NBA players just for this Olympic Games? That's exactly what I was going to say. You are going to have to go back to grabbing college and fringe guys because the guys in the NBA money. Are given, have given up a tremendous amount of money already. True. And they are not about to give up even more but just by playing in the Olympics. And, uh, you know, Olympics is a great thing to participate in. You know, I wish I had had the opportunity to participate uh, in the Olympics, but they snatched it from you right when you was uh, getting ready to come out, right? <laughs> right, right? Yeah, right when I was about to come out, yeah. But, but, look, you know, those guys are looking at the money. Yeah. You know, they're, not, they're not looking at the, at the Olympic rings and everything. It's great, but don't have to go get college guys and the guys, fringe NBA guys that are, are not on rosters. And, and even still, I think that that's enough to beat everybody up, even right now. Because, I mean, it's going to have to happen for the rest of the world, too, right? This isn't the days where Tony Kukoc and Dino Raja were the only ones over here. You got a right. bunch of NBA players. I mean, you got the Greek freak, plays for Greeks. You know, you got Nikola Jokic. You got a whole bunch of guys, Layla. So do you think this might pose an issue, or do you think this is an easy fix? Yeah, you, you mentioned everybody. Yeah, this is an international game. You know, I think of Thomas Sadoransky mm-hmm. and what Sadoransky had to go through. He admitted it took him it took him months, but he admitted he said, Yeah, you know, I missed having that break after their long FIBA season where they got to the championship game. But, you know, I I think to me, we will keep it in perspective, right? Because yes, would we have all loved to see, you know, Chris Paul talked about it, playing again. He said his wife wanted to go to Japan. Hmm. You had all these players who who really actually thought about going. But two suspensions two years in a row might be too much for the game to bear. But when you think about all these college players you love watching or guys who have to play overseas anyway, uh, it's a real opportunity for them. And I think there's always something bright you can take out of the Olympics, something awesome. I was in Pyeongchang when uh, and covered some of the men's games and the NHL did the same thing where yeah. they didn't have the NHL players. And so you ended up seeing – Players like on the Russian team, or they called it the Olympic athletes of Russia, and it was awesome. It was like Pavel Datsuk and like guys who retired already, and you're like, yeah, I remember that guy. Or there's always some talent that's going to shine, right? So, yeah, we might not see the NBA players, but we're going to see some people shine, and hopefully the opportunities come for guys like that who deserve it, you know? This is the thing, too, this – this little cabin fever that maybe some people have gotten. A lot of people have taken to social media with all the challenges and all the other things. And, and uh, you know, I started to think about the other day the things that 
were just a month or so ago that seems so far away. And I like, I caught myself in here and I'm not lying to you. And this is not just for the, t- for the podcast. I caught myself in here the other day, like, man, I wonder, I wonder when we get back if Denzel's still going to be in a rotation. Like I started talking about foolishness that really doesn't matter right now, but you know, yeah. trying to provide a little balance, you know, cause I'm sitting here consuming like seven hours worth of news and all my family members like stop watching so much news, but I can't help it. And then out of nowhere, I'm like, man, I wonder if Wendell and Lowry can play together. Like these are the things <laughs> that started to bounce off of my head the other day. But um, you know, and watching these old Bulls games and watching, you know, some of the because I have like I have like ten games on DVR uh, from the season still. So I go go back and watch some of these games that while we were watching them, I was like, oh my god. But now it's like, oh, I can I can kind of check it out again. Kendall, what have you been doing or what have you been experiencing that have kind of, you, you know, kind of get you back into basketball or Bulls mode and then you jump back into real life? Honestly, I have not been in bad Bulls mode at all. I have not thought about the, <laughs> I have not thought about the rotation at all. <laughs> Honestly. I'm not thinking about Chris Dunn, you know, playing with – I'm not thinking about Chris Dunn's future right now. <laughs> so, so – I'm the only weirdo. I knew that all. I knew that all along. I knew that was the outcast. All <laughs> You're not just thinking about I do this in a random moment when you walk in the but door. I, I, I tell you, I tell you one thing though. The one thing that I did do is like, if I could, if if the season came back, possibly could we fit the rest of the games in? That's the yeah. one thing that I thought about. So and I went, I pulled out. I, I went to my my team's app and I pulled out the schedule and saw it. Then I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. So then I was like, I was, I was like, no way they can fit all these games. <laughs> like, there's no way they could do it. No, they go they like, yeah, double headers. Yeah, <laughs> you got to, you got to get some double headers out there for real. That's, that's I right, don't think but. you're alone in that. I think a lot of us have, have thought about that. Like, how are they going to get the games in, or where they're going to go? Playoffs too. I've thought about how are you going to do the playoffs? Or they have you heard Layla? Have you heard these people with this conversation about uh, if you just stop the season now and then we return, start the playoffs? And I think yeah. that's kind of like a, how do you feel about that? Because I think that's kind of you know seasons things happen late in seasons, guys. You know there are injuries. There's and I, of course there'll be have to probably be a two week training camp or whatever the case may be get the engines restarted. But things happen. Like if if I said you either in the season you don't do it again. And then you move on to the next one, or you play out the rest of the games that you have here. Because I still want to see the Western Conference AC, you know, be fought for between the the, the Pelicans and the and the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Like I still want to see little battles play yeah. out. You know, I, honestly, I think if this is the, and this is nationwide, mm-hmm. people don't comply with oh. what they're telling you to do. Stay inside, mm-hmm. and let's get let's 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 beat the crap out of this virus. Let's, let's get it over with. Then if they don't do that, then no, we're not going to have a dressing season. If you no, love I mean, basketball, stay in the house. <laughs> stay yeah. in the house and let's get this thing contained. And if we if we can do that, then maybe, you know. But with, with the way things look right now, I, I actually don't see How many see games do we have left? Like what, teams about 15 to 18 games, something like that? Yeah, we got like 18 games left. Yeah, because yeah, we were right at the 20-game mark right before – like the week before uh that has been a common uh battle cry in the southern states is like hey you want college football 
you want a hundred thousand people together come fall when there's right. a concern that this this might be a seasonal problem until there's a vaccine right right you better act right and yeah, we're not entirely seeing that you know, you might we might get some uh, some 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 progress made the other yeah. concern is this is a respiratory this is a respiratory virus. So we don't know what the lasting effects are going to be on the players who did test positive. We don't know that's what true. the lung capacity is going to be like. And that really, that's something I've thought about. Just yeah, what is true. the long-term effect for survivors of this? Right. But these are, these are good problems to think about. You know, we have to have something to think about on the other side to help us get through it. Hey, listen, if, if DJ D nice and all the DJs around the country can keep us going with music, you know, uh, hopefully this podcast and what we do and the silliness that, that we engage in or, you know, some of these throwback games that we're watching on NBC Sports Chicago, hopefully that can help sports fans and basketball fans the same way. Uh, watching Zach Levine cross his dog over in his, in his yard was, was hilarious. I will say this, though. We're going to have to get Zach a can of paint. Cause he's still got <laughs> Timberwolves colors out there, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to. When this is all, we're gonna have to send it. Was it Dutch boy or Sherwood? Yeah, yeah. Like to pay. <laughs> I was too busy watching his dog rebound like a boss. <laughs> he was crossing that poor dog over though. That dog no, was- but the dog knew what to do. The dog was like, I don't care that this is a basketball. It might not fit. Let's go, chomp. So- Solo workouts, Kendall, for all the young hoopers out there and, you know, maybe the weekend warriors like myself every once in a while. But solo hooping uh, workout, like what, what can you possibly do? Um, what I, you know, because I train my sons too and I'm training them in the garage. So okay. what we do is we, we work on our ball handling, like right in the garage. We work, we work on our stationary ball handling. There's all kinds of drills you can get on YouTube. You know, there's, there's so many people that, that – have drills that you can do and you know i have my own but i have my sons doing it um See that Layla, that's the that's the secret recipe right there he's like go to youtube for the other stuff my sons will be doing my <laughs> secret you know workouts you see he want to take every, the lid off the secret workout sean t gonna be selling workouts over here <laughs> every once in a while i will grab one of those workouts off i got of YouTube. you and add it in the repertoire. I mean, because you know, you always gotta, you always gotta learn stuff and everything, man. But, um, you know, that's 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 basically what we've been trying to do, man. And uh, you know, get your push-ups, your, your your like we said earlier, your pull-ups, your dips in. Stay strong. Try to if you go outside, try it when you run. Just make sure people are at least twenty feet away from you, and you know, you'll be fine. But, and get off the you know, lake. You got. And yeah, get yeah. off the lakefront, y'all. Right, yeah, yeah. Rory is Mayor not having it. Yeah, Mayor Lightfoot isn't too happy about that right now. What are y'all, so, y'all about to get $500 tickets and for being out? She's trying to save y'all life out here, man. <laughs> exactly, man. So what I try to do is when we do our 60-40s, we go out and there's a couple of football fields around mm-hmm. here that have AstroTurf. There's not too many people out there at all, so – uh, it's a safe place for us to run, but we won't be on the lakefront. That's for sure. I got you. So, so you, what you're saying is, Layla, what I heard from that was that he's teaching his boys the James Harden step back. Oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, even, even, in a, even in a crisis, this man still keeps the, the, the basketball principles <laughs> and the foundation the way it's supposed to be kept. No, but, I, but also, too, if you really want to see what, what I've been doing, too, um, 
yesterday, well, a couple of days ago, I tweeted out my triple threat series. It's triple That's threat up. week for me. So I'm showing all of the young guys that in order to be a great scorer, you have to master the triple threat. And I have some videos in there with me in college and, and uh, one with Michael yesterday where we both do. I'm going to put one up with, when I triple threat is Scotty. But I'm going to add some with Michael in there, Kobe Bryant, um, Tracy McGrady, guys who I thought mm-hmm. were great at the triple threat. And, um, you know, you guys check them out. See, see whether you like them and comment on them and uh, let me know how you feel about it. All right, so as we wrap this joint up, um, have you have you guys obviously you've been checking out some of the uh, the old games on NBC Sports Chicago, uh, watching that Miami series and then watching that Knicks series, watching that game and then watching the game that we just were taken from uh, because of COVID nineteen and everything shutting down. What are what are the biggest uh, most glaring differences, maybe positively and negatively, that you guys have noticed? You know, from the broadcast down to you know the guys actually playing. What, what have you guys noticed? Layla, we can start with you. Uh, and I think we talked about this on a Rush show recently, then we mentioned it on the Bulls Talk podcast with Tom Doerr. But, Kendall, I'll, I'll praise you here. How about the mid-range? How, yeah. how Wasn't yeah. it nice yeah. to see all that mid-range? I was taking a whole bunch of long twos in them games, boy. I was sitting there like, Boylan would have benched you. The NBA <laughs> no, would have no, benched no. everybody. Hey, hey, listen. Back then, if, if Boylan would not, wouldn't have been the coach. <laughs> Back then, if, if he had told Michael and Scotty stop taking those mid range, <laughs> what do you think would happen to him? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get the air horn in at least on one of your hot takes of this podcast. The, 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 production, the production element has been stepped up by one Layla Rahimi. I warned Jason earlier I was going to play it. I held up my phone. Hey, we got to have sound effects on this podcast. Last time it was my son running around screaming and asking for chicken. Now it's, it's, it's the podcast. No, but honestly, though, how many times did I see Michael Jordan with his foot like half his foot in front of the three-point line? I was like, just take a step back, Mike. Just And then I'm like, I was programmed because it's like that's that's his open shot. So he don't want to take a step back. And it's Michael Jordan. But just watching it, watching, right, watching the the need for pick and roll offense. I remember as a kid, Stockton and Malone and maybe like three other teams ran the pick and roll uh, exclusively. Now it's it's a way that you have to get into your offense nowadays. So there's cer- certain things that I remember from back then, but watching and sitting down and being immersed in a whole two-hour game is something different. Well, we, well, what you saw is you saw structured basketball. Oh, here we go. Bill Jackson, Bill Jackson has this saying, all freedom exists within structure. Word. He's absolutely right. And you can have all types of freedom just as long as it comes within the structure. Now in today's game, and, and we here we go, the old man get off my grass, but I don't give up about it. <laughs> yes! Come on, Layla. <laughs> I do not care because it's Unfiltered a better deal. game. It's a better game to watch. Okay? It really Yes, it really did seem like it, it's weird because you wouldn't think that like such a physical game because those series were awesomely physical. Yeah. But it does have more finesse to me because of all of those things. Like not so. finesse like like what you think of, you know, like not like ice skating type of finesse. No, I got you. Yeah. But like just all knowing all the nuances and like the workarounds and plays and just it's what you're talking about, Kendall. It's knowing your system and then the finesse that comes from that. Yeah, and, and honestly, Layla, when you look at the game today, 
And, you know, I still love the game. Don't, don't get me wrong. I still love the game. But the way that it's played, I, I see all these guys taking these three-point shots. For that, the three-point shots that they take now, we would have been taken out of the game for because the coaches would have said, that's a horrible shot. That's horrible. What are you doing? But now it's a regular shot. And, and the thing is, anybody can shoot it. And we are, and listen, Matt Peck, I know you're going to be watching this. Okay? Don't try and get your residuals or, or whatever money you have because you, you, have, you have not trademarked the, the same pecking order. But Layla, there has to, Jason, there has to be a pecking order in the offense if it's going to be successful. Look yeah. at the Toronto Raptors last year. Who was who was a number one? Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. I think both. I think most good teams have that still, right? I mean, the teams that are still searching usually are searching for wins, right? Yeah, well, you yeah. definitely do at the end of the game. Like you know who who whose hands the ball needs to be in at the end of mm-hmm. the game. So that speaks well, to what you're talking about. Well, I think the Bulls. I think the Bulls were starting to get it right because everybody knew it was Zach. Then now here comes Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. Then now who's the third guy? Maybe Otto Porter, maybe. Right. So they were starting to get it right. But, you know, of course, the season was cut short. So like John Paxson said earlier, the season, we don't know what we have yet. And now none of us know what we have, <laughs> literally and figuratively. How little uh, did we know how true yeah. that would be? Yeah. Hopefully we stay safe and we continue to uh, uplift each other and be strong. And Layla, before we get up out of here. Yeah, we we have to ask KG about the story time that he just sneakily unveiled on the internets, which is one of the best stories. Well, Shaq started it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best best stories there is. Okay, so the video comes out of Shaq. And I love how he started it, talking about his college choice process. And Rick, he mentions Rick Fox. You tweeted right. this. He mentions Rick Fox, and he says that Rick took him to North Carolina. And I, he said, forgive me for saying this, but I loved it. He's like, North Carolina wasn't hood enough for me. Enough. Right, right. And then he said that Illinois was too cold and that you showed him around. You have to tell us about it. Hey, look, first of all, when Shaq came to the campus, he was having a great time. We were all having it. And it was during Halloween weekend. And Halloween weekend yes. in Champaign is big, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like a festival. And, you know, they closed down Green Street, which is the main drag in, uh, in Champaign through the campus. And everybody is there. Other students from other surrounding universities come to hang out because they know it's a, a big thing. So that was the weekend Shaq was there. And he was having a great time. The only thing was that third day, that Sunday, when he went home, <laughs> it got so cold that day. And he was like, culture shock. He was like, man, is it this cold all the time? He was like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, Halloween. And and actually, that was the deciding factor because he was going to come. Wow. That was, I mean, the, the cold weather. Uh, and had it not been had it been like 55 60, 55 degrees like it was the first two days Shaquille O'Neal would have been a flying liner that's crazy yeah, and Michael Wilbon shouted out the team recently mm-hmm. and I saw yeah. you credit him for doing that so how do you explain how good that team could have been if Shaq had joined you guys well that was the year that Shaq came to to visit that team was already great um, 
but Shaq would have played the next year. Yeah. But still, we had myself, Steve Bartle, Marcus Liberty, Irvin Small, Larry Smith. So we still had a large part of the Flannel Line Act. And we had Deion Thomas coming in as well. Unfortunately, Deion had to sit out because of NCAA investigation. However, if Shaq and Deion had been there over. and with the rest of it, it would have been over. Yeah, exactly. I, I, we would have been just as explosive and just as potented as the 1989 team. And I think we would have gone back to the Final Four. And I think with Shaq and Deion, we probably would have won the whole thing. Yeah, so. talking about collections of talent like Kentucky had, you know, like this. You, yeah. When you got four or five pros on a on a college team like that, and then of course Shaq, Shaq coming along being the most Shaq, yeah. dominant big man of his generation. That's uh that's amazing. Right. That's absolutely. Yeah. But great. though, you know, Mother Nature changed the course of history, <laughs> as she usually does. <laughs> that is right, Layla. Awesome stuff as always. Keep killing it on the rush and everything that you're doing. Kendall, be well. We'll see you and talk to you very soon, hopefully. Uh, Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening to the Bulls Talk podcast right here on NBC Sports Chicago and NBCSportsChicago.com. We hope you enjoyed the Bulls Talk podcast presented by Coors Light. Find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Subscribe if you like the show. Feel free to rate and review us. New episodes are ready every Tuesday and Friday morning. We'll talk to you then. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.